Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Enjoy springtime on this award-winning three-hour experience, putting you in the middle and on top of Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food, all led by a local expert guide. Tours offered daily and year-round with transportation provided. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com And by RomanticAsheville.com Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who pursue their passions in so many ways and for so many different reasons, but with the end goal being to help shine a positive spotlight on the world and pursue their own dreams of adventure. My guest today is the amazing La Carmina, and her passion is to shine a positive spotlight on misunderstood and marginalized subcultures worldwide. She began her La Carmina travel and fashion blog in 2007 as a creative outlet during her studies at Yale Law. And since then, she's published books, hosted radio, television, travel TV shows for major networks, and explored over 70 countries for fashion and tourism projects. And thank you, La Carmina, for being on Speaking of Travel. Thank you for having me. So I always like to find out from my guests, and you have such a, a big story how did this all get started for you? When Let's go all the way back to childhood when you were a kid. Did you travel when you were growing up? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just going through some old albums at my parents' house the other day. And when you're a kid, it doesn't really dawn on you exactly all the opportunities or things you get to do. But looking back, I realized I was really lucky that my family loved travel from a young age. And they're from Hong Kong. So we always went back to visit family. I found my first passport. It was a baby photo because the very first trip I ever took was at the age of one to Hong Kong. 
And then ever since then, every year or so, we'd either go back to Asia to visit family and then hop around to Japan and other countries. Or we might do trips such as to Disneyland or to Disney World and San Diego. So from a very young age, travel has been a big part of my life. I mentioned that you were at Yale, that you studied at Yale. Give me an idea of how you went from being this kid who was fortunate to travel and had all these wonderful experiences with your family to deciding that you're going to go to law school. Well, to be honest, growing up, I never thought of travel as being a career path. I thought, okay, this is something I love doing. I'm sure it will always be a part of my life. But in school, they don't really teach you, oh, this is a career that you can do. And also the career didn't even exist because blog didn't exist. As a kid, the internet didn't even exist. All of this emerged as I was growing up. And looking back, it's impossible to predict. And I never at one point said, I'm going to be doing this. But I could see the forces coming together. I was always an early adopter for internet things. So I was coding web pages from my teen years. I always was quite interested in social media from the beginning. And culture in general, writing, all that was a draw for me. I studied that in university and then law school was another step, but it just wasn't for me. I wasn't suited for an office job and doing legal work. But at the same time, I was blogging. I already started doing it in 2007, which is very early for blogs, and everything took off from there. And I want to talk a lot about your your blog and, and how you became so uh, focused on marginalized subcultures and and how the the spirit of all that kind of came through you and how you started to pursue that path. Again, I think back to being a very young person growing up and identifying as an outsider. I was someone who always gravitated to more alternative things, whether it was gothic music, dark fashion. I always felt like someone who walked a different path and was a bit outside the norm. And I connected with people who shared those interests. So when I started my blog, I didn't have a path in mind, but I just wanted to write about my friends and the things that we did which tended to be on the gothic or punk or subculture side. So when the blog grew and led to more travel opportunities, it naturally was my niche to wherever I went, I wanted to see what are people doing in the underground culture, things that people aren't talking about, stories that aren't being told, maybe because people are a little bit afraid or they misunderstand the people that I'm hanging out with and telling a story about. These might be people in the LGBTQ community, people in the goth scene. Let's shine a positive light and tell the stories in a meaningful way rather than just being fearful and telling a false story about who they really are. So you really were coming about it in such a a authentic and organic way, just being yourself. and, And that led to this large audience of people who follow you and and being able to really put it out there to the public. What have you found over the years that is, that is really so, I don't know, I want to say the word spiritual, or, you know, when you're talking about connecting with all these people, what is it doing to you personally, as you've uncovered all of these stories and people around the world? I think you're right to say there's a spiritual component It's interesting, but it's transformative. The more that you travel and meet people, 
around the world who seem really different from you, who live in places that before I went, I couldn't even imagine what they were like. And it's kind of a stereotype, but it's true. It, you are so connected in all these ways. Great example is going to a place like Myanmar, which I had never and didn't know much about it. And there happens to be a hardcore punk scene there. The people, they may look a little fearful with their mohawks and their spikes all over and tattoos, but these are the kindest people influenced by Buddhism, of all things, in Myanmar. So you just travel around and you meet people, you make new friends. And to me, that really is a spiritual aspect, clicking on that level. And when you are traveling, are you feeling this? You talk about transformation. Have you transformed yourself over all these years that you've been traveling and meeting people and being part of a community that is maybe a little on the dark side? I would say 100%. When I think of some of my closest friends today, most of them in recent years I met in Japan because I would focus a lot on Japan in my travels, especially in the earlier years of the blog. And that changed my life, being able to be part of the gothic scene in Japan and meeting these people who remain some of the key, most essential people in my life today, even though they may now live around the world. So you are changed by the people you meet and the places you meet. Now, whenever I talk to you or anyone, I just think of all these experiences I had around the world. And if I didn't have them, my life would be certainly less rich and less nuanced, I think. Well, you have definitely enriched our lives just by sharing with us your adventures and your experiences and the people that you're meeting. Let us know your website so people can be checking it out while we're talking. Absolutely. It's called La Carmina Blog, and it's lacarmina.com. I'm also on social media at La Carmina on every network you can think of. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about your lifestyle because we've had a lot of changes over this last year, and I want to find out what what that has meant for you and also really talk about your fashion as people are going to your website, checking out your your fashion sense is uh is just absolutely spectacular. So La Carmina, thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. When we come back, we'll we'll talk more. It's just wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. Great, thank you. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. 
Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am really excited to have La Carmina here today talking with us. And La Carmina, you are in Vancouver today, is that right? Yes, that's my hometown, and that's where I am during the pandemic. So is that where you've kind of been the whole time? No travel? What's been going on for you over this last year? Yeah, I've been pushing a responsible message for travel, encouraging people to follow local health guidelines. So I'm pretty fortunate that in Vancouver, BC, we've been pretty good with cases throughout the year and two months. Um, Last summer, things low in terms of daily cases. And so the local health authorities allowed us to do local travel within the province. And because of that, I went to a couple local spots, including Victoria on Vancouver Island, and I did a wine tour in Kelowna. So even though I've been staying in Vancouver, I've been able to do a little bit of exploring when it was safe in areas of BC that I'd never really visited before. I've seen it as an opportunity to explore my own backyard. I love that. I think a lot of people are are taking advantage of that as well. I know I've been doing a lot of walking just in my area where I've lived for so many years and just never even knew that there were sections that existed. So there's been a lot of positive around that. So when you when you were traveling, were you on the road like all the time? Were you making agendas like I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go here? And how do you how do you put that all together? I would say in the five years pre pandemic, I would travel to around the 12 countries a year on average. But I would arrange it so that I might do three or four countries over three or four weeks, and then come home for three or four weeks, and then do the next thing. That way I would have time at home. I have to, I can only bring one suitcase with me and that can only hold so many outfits. (laughs) But it's also in terms of managing my energy levels and being able to come home to have time to write and process the photos and get it all together. So that's been the past five years or so. And I would just take on projects that were the best fit, I'm lucky I had enough opportunities that I could choose the ones that were best for me and for the readers and take it from there. Well, I want to talk about your outfits because your fashion sense is, well, I don't want to say over the top, but it's, you definitely have a fashion sense that, that stands out. So was fashion something that was a part of you growing up as well, or is that something that you just unfolded over your lifetime of being in different situations? Fashion, 100%. That was the real religion in our family, I would say. In Hong Kong, people are extremely fashionable. As I said before, from a young age, I was spending time there and in Japan. And you just soak it up. You get to see the stores and how people dress. And I have family members in the garment industry, in, in addition, in Hong Kong. So from my teen years, I started experimenting with gothic fashion, doing things a bit darker and more alternative and flamboyant. And that just continued throughout my life. Initially, my La Carmina blog focused on fashion mostly. It was mostly about Japanese gothic fashion, Harajuku style. And I would share my outfits. I would report on the stores and my friends who dressed in this style. It was only later on that I got travel opportunities and that led to it becoming more of a travel blog. But fashion is always part of the DNA. Part of the DNA. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the gothic destinations and the culture, because 
you write about death rituals and you do it in such positive and meaningful ways. How did you first feel comfortable even stepping into that side of life and death? Well, I think if you speak to anyone who identifies as Gothic, they've always been drawn to things that other people might consider taboo and fearful. And that includes things associated with death. That's why I see a beauty in something like a skull or a Day of the Dead ritual, whereas another person might find it frightening. I always loved Halloween. And so to me, again, whenever I go to a place, I just want to explore the things that I feel passionate about. And for me, death rituals, even though that may sound spooky, there's an incredible beauty and meaning behind them. It's so interesting to me how they are different around the world, whether it's India, Varanasi and the River Ganges, or it's Swedish death cleaning or the rituals in Mexico with the brushing of the bones where they honor their ancestors by taking out the skulls and bones and brushing them and taking care of them before putting them back. So to me, that's always been a really fascinating aspect that I think a lot of people don't explore, but I encourage people to do so. And maybe they'll see just how respectful and lovely these rituals can be. Let me ask you this. How has all of this, we talked about transformation earlier, but how is your life different, La Carmina, in regard to all that you've learned and experienced as you've traveled and met people from all over the world who have different traditions and and different ways of looking at life and death. Yeah, it's hard to put into words, but I certainly have grown so much. I just think back to when I was not traveling as much, and I think I had a pretty set sense of self or the way the world operated. And then you go somewhere else where, just an example of food, the way people eat, the mannerisms, the ingredients, it's an entirely different experience of the world. And so I think it helps you cling less to your set patterns. I've become, here's a great example, I'm much more open and experimental with food than I used to be, just because I'm exposed to the ways people approach it around the world. And I realize there's no point in a way to be so rigid and set in my ways. I can be more free-flowing and go with it and appreciate it. That's really beautiful. And it's such an important lesson for, for being able to really walk along the edge, I guess you could say, to really be able to step out and look fear right in the face and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to walk on this edge and get over on the other side and experience something that I've never done before. What was one of your most exotic trips? Like what, what adventure stands out in your mind as, as almost life-changing for you? I would have to say Easter Island. Now that's in the middle of nowhere, although technically part of Chile. And Easter Island always had this intense magical draw to me as a child. I'm just so fascinated by the Moai statues and the landscapes that I saw. And Easter Island is a place that very few people, unless they work in travel or are really fascinated, have been to. So I never knew anyone who went there. When I had the opportunity to work with Latin American Airlines, one of their destinations was Easter Island. So of course, that was my number one. And I went 
it really is like nowhere else on earth. I always describe it like an alien planet. You go there and you the way the landscapes look and then you see these rows of Moai Easter Island heads poking out of the grass. It's transformative in a way that it takes you away from your usual sense of self. And it makes you realize that, I don't know, it just makes you rethink your place on the world and as a person. So what do you see as we move forward? People are becoming vaccinated. Travel is starting to open up a little bit. You know, it seems like we're in a in a recovery period. What do you see on your horizon? I am hoping for the best. I want to be optimistic about it. And right now I, I keep very close track of the news and travel regulations. Things are looking good with vaccinations and I hope for the best, but you just never know what's on the horizon. I am very grateful though that I traveled so much in the past few years, took advantage of every opportunity. That's something I never will regret because who knew that the world could shut down when it term- when it came to travel? I'm glad I had those experiences, and I'm sure we will continue to do so, although exactly how it unfolds, I'm just trying to keep an open mind and stay abreast of the health regulations so that we'll all be safe. Well, tell us again how we can connect with you and follow you, and I'd love to have you back on Speaking of Travel as the year goes on and find out how things have unfolded. But in the meantime, how can we get engaged? That would be great. I'm very responsive. So if anyone wants to connect with me, you can find me on lacarmina.com or Google La Carmina blog. I'm also on social media at La Carmina. And I look forward to chatting with everybody. Well, thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel. It's just been such a pleasure. And I've really enjoyed getting to know you and following you and seeing all the wonderful adventures that you've that you've had. And I know there's going to be many more in the future. I agree. You bet. Thank you. Well, this is truly the time to have a positive outlook on life. And that's why it's important to keep re-energizing and rejuvenating and finding your balance because nothing is more important than taking care of your health. And coming up next is my guest, Katie Wilson, who heads up community engagement and partnerships for the Asheville Wellness Tours. If you're looking for a way to experience Asheville, North Carolina through the lens of wellness, well, this is the way to go. So stay tuned. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way. For the way, we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Asheville. And welcome to Subiville. Imagine this. You are sitting next to a gorgeous pool in the shade of a trellised garden, enjoying a glass of local wine and tasting local specialties as you watch the Sicilian sky turn from cerulean blue to pink to a veil of gold. Imagine, you return to your private suite following a fabulous meal prepared by a local chef. You open the windows of your suite. The air is perfumed with the scent of lemon blossoms. The sound of the Ionian Sea rises to your ears as you prepare to retire for the evening. These experiences and more will be yours on our Sicily tour in September of 2021. 
Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours. We are confident that our approach to outdoor tourism, that is, visiting the majority of locations outdoors, those that do not require us to be in close proximity to other visitors, is the safest and easiest way to enjoy our tours this year. The Italians are ready to welcome us back. With our deposit special, details are available on our website. Your investment in the tour to confirm space is fully refundable. A presto in Italia. Join us. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I think we can all agree that this past year has been a time to focus on all things keeping us healthy, both physically and mentally. And now, more than ever, we really need to be re-energizing and rejuvenating and finding our balance. Maybe what you need is a wellness experience where you feel healthier and better than before and that will help focus on putting you first so that you can feel refreshed and in a better frame of mind. And how lucky we are to have Asheville Wellness Tours to help rejuvenate and reignite our connection with ourselves, with others, and with nature. They take care of all the details so we can disconnect for a while and reconnect with what's really important. My guest today is Katie Wilson, and she heads up community engagement and partnerships for Asheville Wellness Tours. Katie is a yoga teacher, a classroom educator, and her own entrepreneur in the travel industry. And she's a travel and tourism leader and organizer. And Katie, it is so great to have you here on Speaking of Travel today. Thank you, Marilyn. It's great to be here. So, Katie, I have been so grateful to Asheville Wellness Tours and the experiences that I've been able to encounter so far this year, going on the forest bathing and having the Tuesday tarot card reading. And you guys do so many experiences. Give us a little backstory and and how Asheville Wellness Tours operates. Sure. Well, you mentioned two of our most popular experiences. And so I can kind of elaborate on those to get started. One of our um, more popular experiences right now is forest bathing. And what's really awesome about that experience is that we have a couple of certified guides who lead these three hour ish tours. Um, And, you know, a lot of people come into it thinking that it's going to be almost exercise, I guess, like a, a real hike or something with a goal in mind. And then maybe you just sit for 30 minutes of meditation as um, a component of that. And what's really wonderful and what you experienced yourself is forest bathing starts in the parking lot. It's an immersive experience all the way through. And the guides that uh, we have, that those kind of training that they've been through really just gives them the tools to offer this mindfulness the way, I mean, it's just, I could go on and on. It's so fantastic. Um, Another one that you mentioned is tarot, which is really popular with like bachelorette parties. And we're starting to bring it to breweries. And uh, we've had it virtually for the last year because of the pandemic. 
it's a really cool, um, short and sweet taste usually of what a tarot reading can offer. Guests can choose to explore a question or just a topic that's on their mind. And um, it brings a lot of clarity and laughter. And sometimes it goes really deep uh, and can bring some tears, which, you know, it's, it goes to that point that you mentioned about the depth of the experience that we can have. Aside from those two, we have yoga hikes are probably one of our most popular experiences, which is just, you know, like you mentioned, bringing the connection to yourself, but also the connection to nature. And, you know, after been doing this for about a year, like, I, I don't think I'll ever do yoga inside again, being able to get up to a mountaintop and get that breeze and, and incorporate the movement of the body in that kind of an atmosphere is just, there's nothing like it. Let's see. Aside from that, we offer more general awesome perks like massage and um, add-ons like a foot soak or um, like an aura reading, really cool, unique services that have to do with like spa services and things like that. And what makes that unique for us is a lot of times it can be added as an addition to your wellness weekend, like after a yoga hike. We partner with a lot of local businesses that will come straight to you so like the massage therapist will come straight to you yeah I, I could keep going is there anything more specific that you'd like me to address I love all that you offer and it's everything that Asheville Wellness Tours does is authentic it you know everything is so authentic and why don't you give us your website so that people can be checking it out as we're talking Okay, yeah, sure. It's just www.ashvillewellnesstours.com. Well, that's easy enough. And I know from perusing your website, you have so many different experiences. But I want to talk to you a little bit about Asheville Wellness Tours as a company, because I think that's something really important that the people who are listening who would want to be able to take a, a wellness tour really truly understand that authenticity that comes from the company. Give us a little backstory about that. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up. Authenticity is definitely one of our deep values here at Asha Wellness Tours. And I think what allows us to access what we really think is true, authentic Asheville is that it's not all coming straight from our team. Um, we're just a team of three, but we're a conglomerate. We're a network of over 50 local partners. And so all of the offerings that we're able to bring to the community and to the travel industry come from local entrepreneurs, come from local instructors, come from folks who have all sorts of unique and really authentically Asheville and authentically them, themselves offerings. And being able to be more of like the bridge to make those connections from um, different in industries that maybe wouldn't otherwise touch is some of what really brings power to this company. Well, I love that. I'm a big fan of collaboration, especially in in this region, because we have so many gifted and talented people. And when, you're, when your goal and your mission is around wellness, and you're bringing in all of these really uh, wonderful people from, like you said, I love the way that you were talking about how different industries that might not overlap, and you're kind of the umbrella for all of that. So 
Give me just a bit of an idea on you. You support this community by bringing all these partners in. I know that you're a partner with RomanticAsheville.com. So the the industry, the tourism and travel industry, is really important to what your mission is, right? Absolutely. So, Katie, give us again uh, the website so that people can get tuned in. And and let's talk just a bit about how somebody can go to your website and create like a custom itinerary. Let's say you're flying in from someplace else and you want to be able to do something just geared for you. How does that work? Sure. So if you go straight to AshevilleWellnessTours.com, I'm looking at it right now so that I can give you the exact step-by-step. You can go to group packages, which gives you a couple of different ways. Um, Maybe you're planning a bachelorette party. Um, Maybe you're planning a corporate retreat for your company. Some awesome retreats we've held before have been for companies. And that's just so cool to be able to offer a mindfulness meditation or a group bonding experience. Um, But if you go to custom itineraries, you can directly contact us and it's going to be a real human that answers the phone. And it's going to be one of the three of us. (laughs) And what's so cool about that is, you know, I don't know about you, Marilyn, but whenever I'm traveling and like looking at TripAdvisor or just taking myself to Google to try to figure out what's available in the city that I'm going to, it can be really overwhelming. There can be an inundation of stuff to do and places to stay. And, you know, there's just a lot out there on the market. And so what I think we offer that is unique and what people are really craving is you get to talk to a real person who's not a robot, who lives here in Asheville and who works hand in hand with the people who are offering these experiences. And we work with the accommodation partners and, you know, we know them, we know them by face, we know them by name and um, being able to talk through, well, what is it that you're coming to Asheville for? What is it that you would like to experience while you're here? And then we can offer those firsthand experiences and really create a package or create a a full weekend or a week or whatever that really fits the party. I love that. And I want to, again, give a shout out to you and your team for all that you're doing. I know a lot of people who have been able to experience some of your really awesome adventures. And I loved the forest bathing and the tarot card reading and really look forward to to more adventures with Asheville Wellness Tours. Thank you so much, Katie, for being on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, you know, as we begin traveling more and maybe taking to the skies, you might find upon landing in your destination city that there are fewer ground transportation options. As you can imagine, with air travel restricted for so long, many ground transportation providers had to drastically cut back. But thankfully, the industry is in recovery. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on how we can plan ahead so we don't have to wait for that next ride. So stay tuned. Spring is blooming, and it's the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. 
With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You know, as each week passes, it is exciting to see a continued and steady uptick in airline passengers as the air travel industry continues to roll out new safety initiatives and airlines are restoring service throughout the country. And as we begin to plan our vacations moving forward, we need to be well informed of the changes that are happening on a very regular basis in the travel industry. One thing to consider is what you're going to do when you land at your destination. Think about how easy it used to be to call an Uber or grab a taxi. Well, today you're going to see there are fewer available taxis, ride app providers like Uber and Lyft, and other ground transportation options. As you can imagine, many ground transportation providers saw drastic declines in numbers of riders over the last year, which led to fewer drivers to provide services. But luckily, the industry is in recovery, just like so many other businesses. And here to explain how we can all be savvy travelers and know how to plan ahead so we don't find ourselves waiting around for that next ride is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, you are seriously on the ground right there at the airport. Thanks for sharing with us today. Oh, thanks. And thank you for allowing us to talk about some of these important issues. Well, they are so important. And when you look at travel overall in all segments of the travel industry, what is happening at the airport is always critically important because as we talked about in March 2020, things are changing all the time and we just have to be be on it. So now people are starting to travel again Tina, give us a little idea of what it is like right there on the curb at the airport. What's happening with ground transportation? Well, let's just back up just a moment and think through the pandemic and the last year when air travel declined, travel in general declined, and that there there is a domino effect. So with fewer people coming, fewer people traveling, Suddenly, communities across the country do not need as many taxis or as many car services or Uber or Lyft drivers. The supply and demand balance shifted. So for, for suddenly, there was way more supply than demand. So economics, you know, 101, you know, what happens? Well, that supply starts to get smaller because it's too expensive to keep the supply large out there. So we're in a bit of a catch-up mode now in across the country, not just in Asheville. So here we are seeing passenger numbers increasing at a pretty quick clip. 
suddenly we're seeing hundreds of passengers arrive at one time. You know, if a couple of flights land at the same time, we are a heavy leisure market. So many of these folks are in need of a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft. Well, that the supply on that side really has not caught up to this quickly increasing demand. And so that means there may not be um, a provider immediately available at any airport where you land. They might be, but they might not be. So, you know, we, the airports do not operate ground transportation. We, we don't hire taxi drivers or, you know, limo drivers, that kind of thing. Those are all independent businesses. So what we can do is have great relationships with all those terrific providers in our market and help them understand what's happening with passenger growth. And, you know, hopefully they'll start to stimulate their supply chains, but also on the flip side, help educate passengers and say, you know, be savvy and perhaps prearrange your ride before you arrive in your destination. And that could really save you some some time and headache. So I think that's an excellent idea. The educating part is so important because we all have to realize, and I can't stress this enough, that things are changing all the time. And as we all start getting out there again, it's important to know how to do that. So Tina, on your website, let's talk about your website for just a minute and make a segue over there. Is there information there where people can find out how to like pre-do this? Yes. In fact, um, we we just implemented an, an alert across the top of our website. Uh, it's on every page. Um, it happens to be orange, uh, but it's it basically says that there is a ground transportation shortage and to learn more. And it takes you directly to information about all of the ground transportation providers who operate at this airport, who have permits to pick up passengers at this airport, so that passengers can make some phone calls or reach out to those companies and make those pre-arrangements. And what about with rental? Is that is that similar to like taxis and Ubers getting your rental car and having that reserved ahead of time? Absolutely. Yes. And there's a there's a shortage there too. You know, you can run into some issues. Absolutely pre-arrange your rental car as well. And your website, the flyavl.com, has information there about ground transportation and so many other resources uh, as far as the airlines, the uh, the airport and what's going on, correct? Absolutely. We try to keep all information up to date there so that it's a resource for anyone who is traveling in or out of Asheville Regional Airport. Well, Tina, I know that in 2020, you guys were on just the heels of the biggest year in the history of the airport. And now here we are a year going almost a year and a half out. Give us a little bit of an idea of how 2020 kind of wrapped up for you over there at the Asheville Regional Airport. Sure. So 2020, comparing to the previous year, 2019 was our record year, big time for Asheville Regional Airport, big time. We were, we had seen 43% growth in one year. And to give perspective, 
I just heard our executive director say this, and I'm going to repeat it and attribute it to him because it's a great visual. So the airport is 60 years old this year. For the first 57 years of our existence, we were inching towards that 1 million passenger mark, just year after year, just, you know, climbing towards that mark. Took us 57 years to get there. And then two years, uh, let's let's put it this way, in, in three years, so in 2020, had that year continued forward without the pandemic, we would have reached our second million. So we would have had 2 million annual passengers that year and it would have only taken a few years to get there, not 57. That's the kind of growth we're talking about. So 2020 was definitely a huge decline. We had about a 56% decline compared to 2019. But remember how huge the growth was for us in 2019. So now we're in 2021 and we're already seeing months that are, we have more passengers than we did just a couple of years ago, you know, so recovery is definitely happening and we are definitely getting back to where we were and we are definitely going to get to that 2 million passenger mark uh, before you know it. I am so proud of all of you over there. I want to be, just give a big shout out to you and all your team because we didn't know. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Suddenly yeah. you're you're at the height of your game and then you're at the, you know, shocking bottom of the game. And here you are now in such a, a strong recovery that has so much to say about everything that you're doing over there to keep us safe and to keep everything moving and attracting these airlines. So Tina, give us again your website, how we can all get involved and get tuned into what's happening over there. Sure. So just visit us at flyavl.com and right on the homepage, lots of ways to connect with us. Well, we are so grateful for everything that you're doing because we're ready to get going. You're ready when we're ready. And before you know it, we're all going to be going through TSA, getting on a plane and going on our big adventure. So, Tina, thank you so much for keeping us up to date. You are so welcome. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to La Carmina and Katie for being on Speaking of Travel today. Well, here we are. It's 2021. And I'll tell you, time seems to be moving ahead so fast. And as we know, as Tina was saying, travel has immensely transformed and it continues to shift and grow and inspire as never before. And so many like me are getting really antsy to get back in the world and go on some much needed adventures. So why wait to begin planning? The road to your dream destination might seem a bit more challenging, but the resources are there. Do your due diligence and make some educated decisions. It's so important to be responsible and educate yourself on all the new guidelines, restrictions, and health procedures that are required. You know, I don't know if this is going to be the year for a spur-of-the-moment trip. The key is we are all wanting to jam two years' worth of travel into six or nine months. So you can assume that peak time flights will be full, hotels are going to be fully booked, and car rental companies are going to be sold out. Even restaurants need reservations in advance. Nothing is a given. 
So if you don't plan, you'll be taking another staycation. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that I think many of us are ready to get out of town and begin traveling again. But with the future still being a little uncertain, building flexibility into your trip is the key and planning ahead is essential. So why wait? Make your travel dreams a reality because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Oh, 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 oh